friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. I know sometimes you doubt if you are truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own. I know that you are praying for a way to know the difference and to be confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word. If you are ready to grow in your faith and your identity in Christ and to confidently step into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, have you been feeling isolated in your walk with God? We have just come out of a long period of quarantine and isolation, and it can sometimes feel difficult to be connected to each other. And in fact, the enemy wants us to feel that way. I want you to realize that there are other believers that are feeling the same thing, longing to feel more connected to not only God, but to each other. I want to invite you over to my free Facebook community where we can connect with each other, talk through some of our struggles, encourage each other, and pray for each other. On Facebook, look for the She Hears Hearing Jesus podcast community page. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I have been praying that you have been having a good week, that these episodes have been a blessing to you. I'm so thankful for you. Um, We had somebody reach out this week that just said that they were listening to one of the episodes and they just wept because it was exactly what they needed to hear in that exact moment. And that has been my prayer this whole time, that these words would just be an encouragement to you, to uplift you to help you and that I could be here as a source of support for you in this isolating season that we have all gone through um, post and even for some of us during the COVID lockdowns. So we're going to get into it today. We are covering a topic that I am calling a season of hiddenness. I don't know about you guys, but I think most of us could say that our lives now look drastically different than they did even just maybe like a year or two ago, probably about a year and a half ago. And some of the things that we've walked through in the last year are totally out of anything that we were prepared for. Many of us have had job changes and schooling changes and Just situations that we did not anticipate, did not plan for, did not understand that were even a possibility just a few short months ago. So I want to kind of share with you where my heart has been with all of that. So this is taken loosely from a blog post that I wrote, and it really is centered around 1 Kings chapter 19. I had this sentiment that I really just had enough and That was my prayer. I said, I had enough, Lord. And I had been studying 1 Kings 19 and the words of the prophet Elijah. And I realized that those words easily could have been written by me in the season that I was in. So I was overcome by discouragement, really exhaustion, grief. And I had almost a season of powering through a lot of exhausting, emotionally exhausting situations in the prior six or seven years. And so for me, the pandemic became a season of forced rest, which even if my brain wouldn't admit it, my body, my spirit, uh, my mental state all required it. And so I was put into this place where 
I was hidden away from the world. And after living a very public life of ministry for a long time and being a business owner uh, for a public service industry before that, I really had not been out of the public's eye for two decades. And so for me to be alone at home, and of course I'm with my children, but away from the public that I had served for the last 20 years, like for many of us, was really an identity crisis. And so I was put in this place of forced rest, like we all were, but I was coming at it with just this exhaustion, this this mental exhaustion on top of the chaos of the pandemic. I we we did not have testing locally um early on but i believe that i got it pretty pretty early on um i had all the symptoms and it took me quite a while to get over it i had a lot of neurological symptoms lasting what's now called long covid and at the time there was not a whole lot of people in my circle that had had it, had experienced it. Now, a year later, people that have gotten it can say, oh man, you definitely had it. You had the same symptoms that I did, all those kinds of things. And I think there's a lot of us that are in that posture. But that, that regardless if it was not COVID and it was just a terrible flu that took me months to get over and messed up every uh, process of my body, um, that was hitting on the heels of exhaustion and discouragement and grief. I lost both of my grandparents who raised me within a short period of time. And so um, I, I was feeling like almost a little bit like a this orphan space, even though I'm an adult and I have kids of my own, just those people that had always been the ones to love me and support me my whole life were suddenly gone and dealing with that. But you know, grief is different when you're in the public's eye. You have almost a prescribed, I read a, a lot about this on my blog if you need some grief resources, but you almost have like a prescribed amount of time that it's acceptable for you to grieve in when you were in ministry or you're in the public's eye. And then after that period of time, it's unacceptable to even talk about. And if you're struggling, you really just can't even share that. And the thing about grief is it, it doesn't come in a prescribed time frame. It comes when it comes. And grief, I've often said, is like a wave. And you might have moments of stillness between the waves and the waves might get farther and farther apart, but there's always a new wave coming. And Sometimes that's different for different people, depending on the relationship or seasons of the year. But that was what I was plowing through, working full speed ahead. ahead. And so all of that led up to the pandemic. And I say all this to say that I was really in a, a space where I needed to be hidden away. Even if I couldn't admit that or see that or understand that at the time, God knew what I needed before I did. And so I was really kind of connecting with Elijah's prayer and how it communicated his desire for the Lord to relieve him from the pressures of his life. He was weary from battle, from ministering to a stubborn people, which uh, those of us in ministry can relate. Sometimes we just um, love people so much we want them to get it. Sometimes they just don't. And really being, he was lonely for the voice of God's truth. And his discouragement came from a place that desired God's standard. And so the response to that prayer, God's answer to that prayer was provision and a journey to a place that he would really be hidden away in a cave. If you've not read 
uh, Elijah's story, I would encourage you to do it. It's too long for us to get into and read through here. It's over a couple different chapters, but there's so much parallel with, um, Elijah and those of us that are, are kind of burnt out from ministry and, uh, our jobs and just the pressures of daily life. And so like the prophet Elijah, I was feeling like I was in a season where God had just hidden me in a cave, really. I, I was working, still am working from my bedroom at my house, like so many of us. But the thing about Elijah was he wasn't looking at the situation and running and hiding from it. I, I did not look at the pandemic and look at all the circumstances and run and hide. That's not why I was hidden away. Elijah was hidden. And there's a difference. There's a difference when we're running and hiding from what maybe God is calling us to or the situation that we have. That is different when God himself hides us away. And for for those of us that are extroverts, that can be really hard. My husband is an introvert and he didn't really have a problem with the pandemic or the lockdown. He he likes having his people, his family close by and that's about it. So for him to just have to stay home and be alone in the middle of the woods where we live, he was perfectly content. I on the other hand missed my people. I missed my and people meaning outside of my family. I love my family dearly, but I also love people. And so I was really missing that. But sometimes when God hides us, it's for our own protection. And so like Elijah, he was hidden for his own protection, but not permanently. It was for a season. And that I think is really important to remember when we are in these seasons of hiddenness, especially if we are being obedient to how God is kind of tucking us away to rest for a while. It's for a season. For me, I, I mean, we can recognize even now things are starting to open up a little bit and we have a little bit more freedoms. The kids are back in school, all those kinds of things. More and more that's happening. So even this transition that we're in right now is a season. And we have different seasons, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, all those things. And so what we see is that Elijah was hidden for a season so that God could really prepare him and give him rest and strengthen him so that he could later use him to fulfill his calling. There's so much power there. And th- this was not the first time that God hid Elijah. Earlier in 1 Kings 17, Elijah was hidden this time by a river and God promised to send ravens to feed Elijah. I don't know if you've ever read that before, but if you haven't, it's a powerful story. I encourage you to go back and read it. But ravens, to me, that made no sense. And I'm sure to Elijah, it made no sense. That was not something Elijah had ever experienced before or seen that before. And others would not have predicted that God would work in that way. It's not historically how God works. Yet that is exactly what God did. And so, like Elijah in this season, God had been sending ravens to to nourish and feed me. And okay, we don't didn't have birds pecking at the window. Instead, um, you know, I'm being metaphoric here. I'm in my cave um, or my river or whatever you want to call working from my bedroom during coronavirus. But I I feel like it was so different than the life I had li- lived for the last twenty years. Um, 
normally being in the public every day, I was now by myself every day. And so my children, even if they were home, they were homeschooling, had to be on their computers doing their own thing. My husband, he was essential worker, so he was still working. And so I am alone with myself, with my thoughts. And it, it was a season where for many of us, churches were no longer even a space to go to go and be fed. We were relegated to our TVs or, or laptops for church even. And so it made no sense. And I had never experienced or seen God work in that way before in my life. And for me, it looked different um, than I anticipated. I had recently gone back to, uh, I have, I've been a pastor for a long time, but I had really feel felt called to dig deeper into some expository practice for Bible study because I'm I'm writing Bible studies now, and just really I have such a heart for the the history and the culture and the that kind of context for Scripture. If you um, if you want to hear more about that, I have a book coming out in in June uh, that kind of speaks to that. But anyway, I I felt called to go back to. Uh, seminary to get another degree. And because of the pandemic, the entire college was online. And so they transitioned into some amazing spiritual care during the pandemic to make sure that people were not just understanding the material, but that they were doing well spiritually. And I cannot tell you um, how valuable that was and is to me in this season. It looked completely different. Being pastored by somebody on the other side of the country for the first time ever in my life through Zoom, it, I had never anticipated that. Having And in addition to spiritual direction, we also had uh, have professors that check in on us. We meet with periodically. And I had my first experience ever of worship through Zoom. And it looked completely different than I had ever anticipated. And so these kinds of things are happening more and more. Digital evangelism is something that even I'm doing now. And so um, even podcasts, which is part of the reason why I felt prompted to start this podcast with you, it just changed. The way that God was doing things in my life changed. And so you know, a year prior, my mentors and friends would not have predicted that God would be working in my life this way. And we could not anticipate it, yet that was exactly what God was doing. So I know now that when God keeps me hidden, I need to wait for the ravens. And sometimes I don't recognize them when they come, but after they've gone, I feel fed and nurtured and refreshed and pastored. And that might come in, in different forms for you. For me, that came in the form of professors and spiritual directors and books and articles and assignments and all of the things that are my reality in this season. I thought that starting a new new master's program during the pandemic would help me feel like I wasn't wasting time. And it certainly does that. I don't believe in wasting time. I'm always busy. I wrote a book during the pandemic. I started graduate school for another degree. Um, and it certainly does that. But it's doing something else. It's bringing me that nourishment, that soul care that I need. And I, honestly, I've needed for quite some time. So I'm slowly learning that in those seasons of hiddenness, that's where our hearts become restored and healed and whole. Last week, 
during a moment of worship, God showed me this picture of a sonogram. I don't know if you, if that happens to you, I have that rather frequently. I'm a, I'm a picture person. And, um, sometimes the way that God shows me things is through pictures. And so God showed me this picture of a sonogram. It was clearly a sonogram, very much like the ones I got when I was pregnant with each of my children. And the Lord used that picture to reveal to my heart that I am in fact expecting just because what he's doing is hidden doesn't mean that he isn't working together in a miracle, just like when we're pregnant. And so I'm preparing internally, or God is preparing me internally for what will eventually be seen externally. I'm going to say that again so you hear it. I have a um, this book coming out in the fall. Hopefully we'll be getting back into the countries that we work in as missionaries. Um, eventually things will get back to quote-unquote normal. Right now, God is preparing internally for what will eventually be seen externally. So just like when we are expecting a child, preparations need to be made. And so the Lord helped me to understand that during these seasons of hiddenness, we need to prepare as if we were expecting a child. So when you're expecting a child, you get the room ready, you prepare your heart, you purchase the tools that you need to handle the responsibility that God will give you. It's a temporary season of growth and pain that eventually gives birth to new life. So what do we do with that? We prepare, we expect, we receive, and we wait. The way that Elijah comes out of the cave is different than what you might imagine. And again, I encourage you to read his story. The Lord did tell Elijah to expect him and that he was getting ready to pass by. But he didn't come in the obvious. He came in the stillness. There was a great and powerful wind, but the Lord was not in the wind. And then after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. That's the one that I probably would have anticipated. After the fire came a gentle whisper, and it was in the whisper that the Lord spoke, giving Elijah direction, pulling him out of his season of hiddenness. And so as we wait for the Lord to pull us out of this season, let's recognize that it's in the stillness that we hear his voice. I want to pray this over you. And I want you to spend some time this week really just thinking through this season of hiddenness that we're in. And maybe you're not. Maybe this is completely off of, from where you're at. But maybe the next time you are in a season of hiddenness, the story of Elijah will, will come back to your heart. And you can recognize that it's in the stillness that we hear God's voice. God, thank you so much for my friend that is listening today. Lord, thank you for this medium, this raven, this way to nourish and feed our hearts and our spirits. Lord, um, this is not what we anticipated even a year ago, but it's where we're at. And we thank you that regardless of where we're at, you can find us. That we are, when we are hidden away in our caves, that we are exactly where you have us. 
to rest, to heal, to listen. Lord, I pray for this week that your voice in the stillness would be made clear, that we would hear you, that our hearts would be refreshed and renewed by your spirit. And we thank you that you are a God that transcends all time, all space, all moments to meet us where we're at. We thank you so much for how much you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.